What you know, good world? Uh, you are now tuned in to the Second Shift Podcast, and I'm your host, Gil B, uh, at underscore Gil B, producing on all social media. I'm really glad to be here. I'm really excited to to be back. Um, I know that I went a little MIA. My, my One of my best friends had a wedding, um, and I was actually, you know, helping out with the wedding, so I absolutely wanted to make sure that I was doing everything that I can to... Um, you know, make sure it's a it's a pleasant experience for the homie. Um, make sure that that he and his uh, his wife had a fluid day. I got to walk the mom down the aisle. I got to do a whole bunch of awesome things. So shout out to uh, hashtag Forever Foxworth. Um, I love you guys. You guys are great examples um, of human beings, and I'm excited to see you guys grow and to see you the legacy that you guys create. Um, so, so thank you for, for letting me be a part, man. It was great, um, but it took a lot of hustle. And, you know, I've just been kind of swamped with school as well. So I wanted to get the apologies out of the way, like just let you guys know, like I'm still here, I'm still active. And I wanted to, in, in, in the rush, I guess, of not being able to um, properly, not being able to properly let you guys know when the next episode of everything is coming out. Um, that's, you know, definitely not my, my motive. My motive is not to be confusing or anything like that. Um, but, you know, just to let you guys know when each episode comes out, I know a couple things have slipped my mind. Um, and, you know, with the recent advent of Disney+, Plus, uh, niggas have absolutely been losing their minds. And, uh, you know, myself included. I actually ended up having uh, some of that Popeye's chicken sandwich too, which was, which was actually fire. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been, I've been up, I've been able to catch up on a little bit of life. Been able to see a lot of life in certain weekends and um, spending time having no life, uh, you know, with this school thing. But everything's kind of like dying down here. It is Wednesday, November. 20th it's the 20th of november thanksgiving is next week turkey day is next week that is insane to me and i just i don't know i'm just time is flying i didn't think i was having that much fun but i guess i am and you know that's always dope or whatever <laughs> um but let me try to see because i'm thinking like i'm thinking this is going to be one of the better like you know turkey days that i've had so far um you know just being able to be with family, being able to be present with family, you know, not not necessarily working on like a whole bunch of a whole crap load of um, of school stuff as to where as to where it would kind of, you know, inhibit my mess with my ability to like be present with family truly. Um, I like doing that. Uh, so I definitely want to uh, want to continue doing that. And. And making sure that that it's the most of it. So we're hosting at my at my place this year, and that's going to be amazing because it means I get to clean a whole bunch of shit. And it means that if Dan comes through, my little if my younger brother comes through, then I, I will have some help, which is always a plus. Um, but you know we have yet to see that. Um, if anybody else's little brother or younger sibling was like mine, they would ditch the duty, and you would have to do it. Um, after crossing the barrier of 21, uh, it's not my problem no more. You need to know what you're doing, and I'm not taking no sh- no stuff, you understand? So for all you middle children or big brother, sister, what have you, you know, take note, 
you know, you guys probably do some of these things in your own way, and that's dope because we're going to keep it 100. Um, but, but you know, with, with that said, I hope that you guys enjoy the holiday. I got a bonus episode coming out at the end of this week as well. Um, I'm working with uh, my homie, uh, my longtime friend, Aaron, uh, Aaron Arnie, uh, Dr. Arnie's soon to be. And she is releasing a couple pieces of book, a couple books, actually, a couple pieces of literature um, that, that we will be covering as well as just chopping it up with my, you know what I'm saying, with my people. It's been so long since I've seen uh, her face. And it'll be great to catch up and, and great to educate everybody, the masses, on, you know, the importance of mental health. Um, you know, the second shift has kind of been about that since, since the start. Um, celebrating struggle and inspiration through culture, comedy, and conversation so you know definitely tune in for that i'm gonna release it on a late friday night early saturday morning so you know when you're cleaning out your crib when you're exercising when you know get your smudge kits out or do the laundry what have you um, pull this out and take a listen to it it's very uh, very very insightful gonna be some very insightful information on there um if you didn't get a chance to check out corporate clapback that was the last episode um yeah, episode 38. So definitely feel free to check that out. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in to uh, to my foolishness, <laughs> to my festivities. And I appreciate any feedback that you guys have on, you know, whether it be the sound, whether it be the topics. Um, I'm working on better advertising. So, you know, sharing the thing, sharing all of the podcast stuff without like forcing people or making people feel forced to go about um listening to it you know I, I just you know in 2016 2017 I really hit my I really feel as though I hit my limit with the posting you know I would share the posts and you know I was you know doing all of this stuff and um and it kind of felt inauthentic to me but I was getting plays. But, I mean, I don't want to be annoying. So if you guys have any suggestions or anything for me as I continue to research, feel free to reach out. Um, new listeners, welcome. Returning listeners, welcome back. Um, I want to give a couple shout-outs to my pod squad, to uh, the John Effect, to Pod QB, to Chopping It Up with Q- uh, Listen to the John Effect podcast on uh, all major audio platforms. Um and so that's the first podcast. The second one is Just Say Words. Um, tune in to Just Say Words and uh, Just Say Words pod on all social media. I was recently featured on the Saturday Series podcast, so season three of that is coming up as well. So definitely want to check that out. Um, I will be promoting the shit out of these these <laughs> next two episodes uh, as I continue to get back in my groove and as I continue to appreciate your patience. Um, definitely, you know, tune in. We got some very interesting discussion topics. I'm in, I'm thinking about interviewing a porn star. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask a porn star, send them to me. I'm gonna be doing uh, a couple Instagram lives, um, and uh, and we're gonna go from there. But but I w- I did want to take some time out uh, to talk a little bit about this current episode. Um, so since you know logistics wasn't on my side, I did pull an episode from uh, from the archives but there was an amazing episode with a young lady her name is Kay and um and we talked about politics so we talked about the importance of politics we talked about the you know the state of the economy we talked about the state of the black man within the economy uh well black man when i say black man i mean black people um you know man black man mankind man women um 
I'm not trying to be on the wrong side of history, so if I fuck that up, definitely <laughs> feel free to pull me to the side and be like, hey, cuz, here's the deal. Um, but 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 we talked about these things. We talked about the this episode is from November of 2016, um, right after Trump had been elected, um, right after we watched the horrendous uh, demise of Hillary Clinton. I mean, you've got to make a shitty choice. we got to make the least of the shitty choices, not like the worst of the... <laughs> Of the shitty choices, and I think that's what we did. As the as the current state of the economy is like, you know, hey man, we're really messing up out here. Um, Trump is in line for impeachment, and I have my own personal sentiments about that as well, which will be included in a, in a short recap at the end of this podcast. Um, so, you know, I worked in government for about five years. Um, I, I was a bailiff, and. Um, and I got to talk to a lot of people. I had a, a lot of interesting conversations, and I hope that those interesting conversations will um, trans transpose into like uh, some really some really good tidbits of information uh, for you guys, uh, for everybody. You know, you know, it's definitely important to to make folk laugh, but it's even more important to make sure that we were entertained and educated. So, so I definitely wanted to, to drop that piece for for the gang right here for my second shifters. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you don't know what's going on with Trump right now, um, well, it's 2019, first off. You better know what year it is at the very least. Um, but, but at any rate, um, what's going on with Trump? So he's undergoing impeachment hearings right now. So we damn near kind of called it us as a black collective um, at the beginning of his, of his campaign to the time that he won that we may or may not see this day. Um, defense official testifies that the uh, Ukrainians asked about like the, the security assistance status on the same day as the Trump call. So the positioning is that he is that, that he and Pence are trying to manipulate the Ukrainian government in order to give them certain data points. Um, that you know situations that were similar to uh, Cambridge Analytica is what I imagine. Um, the great Facebook hack in Russia, um, all of that was real. All of those, you know, Facebook ads and things like that were targeted towards people to create a divisive environment. And I guess this is part of the summation of that. Although the update on this says is is right now it's not looking like he he will be able to be impeached. But this update just came in probably about nine minutes ago. I'm still doing a hell of a lot of processing. <laughs> Um, you know, while, you know, we, while we, uh, patiently eat our shit sandwiches, but, um, this is the best that, that they can come up with, I guess. And so, so this is what we will have to deal with. Um, but, but tune in to, to listen to our perspectives and, you know, and, and listen to me antagonize young Kayla while I take various points of disagreement with her, um, and, as well as agreement. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, you can find me on all social media at underscore Gilby producing uh, on all social media, as well as the Second Shift podcast on all stream major streaming platforms. I'm pretty sure I was in the middle of shouting other people out, so let me continue that as well. Um, shout out to Jones from the Stakes is High podcast. Shout out to uh, C. Diddy and Allie Nicole from the Shoot Your Shot podcast. Um, shout out to the Two Awkward Millennials podcast. Shout out to the podcast brothers. Um, shout out to the pregame podcast. Shout out to hashtag blackout podcast. And, um, and those are and shout out to the crystal clear podcast. Those are like my major interactors online. Um, 
so so definitely go tune into them and I'm, I'm working on some new projects um you know once the consistency gets a little a little more uh palatable like i'll be sending out more information you know remixes i like music a lot um so you know i, I want to you know hear feedback so without further ado um thanks for listening again and here is the episode anyway like you know what I'm saying yeah, like, so it's, it's, it's really like, taking that oh yeah <laughs> it's just like taking that stance that I'm just gonna roll over on my back and just like you know I mean I hate to be longer but like it's just like I'm just gonna sit here and just get raped by the government bro like yeah. and I'm gonna sit on my back I'm just gonna take it because there's nothing <laughs> else I can do about it you know what I'm saying like I'm just gonna sit here and let these motherfuckers take advantage of me and it's not it's not correct and like I said before like Doing nothing shit is not a call to action. It's not a call to, like, nothing will get done that's positive from doing nothing. But playing devil's advocate, I think that our ancestors saw having the right to vote as something that was going to make real change. And I'm not saying that it didn't, because obviously we all came out and voted for Barack Obama in 2008, 2012. Mm-hmm. But I think it just meant something different. Then, and I think they thought it was going to be like a major key <laughs> to e- to equi- to equality, and it has like began, but like institutional racism is still at play, and the government's still at play, and I think that voting local is going to have a lot more impact than voting on a federal level. However, it's some of the things you got to get out and do it because Donald Trump is he's ridiculous and saying that you're voting for one of the lesser evil like it's ridiculous. I was literally like about a week ago just dead down the center like look I can't and all the older black people are telling me to vote for Hillary yeah like and I'm just like Hillary's not Bill yeah no see what I'm saying yeah like and that and they're different like and now I'm not saying I won't, I won't vote for Hillary just because like oh well, you know oh well, she's taxes are gonna raise anyway yeah. either way like you know what I'm saying and it's like. I don't really rock with her. I mean, everybody's has some shit that they don't want to show up in their emails, get caught, like, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that, but like your veracity, like your truthfulness, it concerns me. Yeah. Like about forthcoming about the situation. Same thing with Trump, just thinking his taxes, this motherfucker makes like, like 10 times, like a hundred times and over we what we, what we And we pay more taxes why are you trying to give more taxes to the motherfuckers who already run the world? It's like you have like, lawyers, you have lawyers to swindle your way out of them taxes. I ain't got a damn I'm, lawyer to listen. do that shit for me. <laughs> listen, America comes and they take their shit off top. Uncle, you feel know me? Uncle Sam. <laughs> Yo, man, listen. You gonna give me that twenty percent regardless? I was dead ass about to just like vote third party because if they get five percent if they get a five percent mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying five percent support of the population that means on the next ticket they actually have a viable shot of becoming the first time like i mean the first time the libertarian party is actually a viable party in this country and it's a monopoly 
between Democrats and Republicans, man. I mean, I like, am the person who says I don't. I think you should vote for who you believe in. I think that people talk about like yo, it's a, you gonna throw away your vote or whatever. I mean, I see that logic. I'm not gonna say it's illogical because I get it. But then, so like, bruh, I'm not gonna tell you who to vote for. I'm just gonna tell you to exercise your right. Well, I'm actually telling you not to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. But like, I will actually tell you <laughs> not to do that. Just because, like, just what he symbolizes, and you know, what I'm saying it's just too much. Is is he's polarizing, and he's not a person who's, who brings unity. So I would definitely tell you that's probably a bad move. <laughs> I just don't like his energy. Yeah, like he's not a good dude. Like, oh no, yeah, no, nah, man, this. But Hillary Clinton is qualified, and that's the thing that bothers me. Is like, yo, you might not like her. I'm not saying I like. I don't really go hard for her. I don't go hard and pay for her. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just like you know, Donald Trump is somebody who is who is not qualified to run the free world. Hillary Clinton is somebody who actually is. You know, yeah. you might not like it. You know, whereas the like, fact that it's even a fucking contest blows my mind yeah. right now. Oh, you like, know, uneducated white man, that which is the base of Donald Trump's, like, you know, movement, are angry. When Obama got elected, it swung the pendulum. Like, typically, it's the goals like Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. But Obama swung it so far left that the response to Obama being in presidency was somebody like Trump. He was only able to rise because of the anger. Like, when Bill Clinton left the office, people might not have liked him. But he still was a white man. He still was within those guidelines and those rules, you know. So it was still swung to the left. But then, you know, there was uh, Bush. Then, you know, after Bush, it was Obama. But that, no, wait a minute. Yeah, after Bush, it was Obama. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it was just like Bush, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of real far right, people. All that shit happened with 9-11, and then we had the stock market crash. You know what I'm saying? Like, our, our economy was going down. And I think that took people a little bit way to kind of to the left because they wanted something that was going to be different. Obama, regardless if you like him or not, is just different. He's not a white man. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he was able to symbolize change. I just really hope that motherfuckers don't think that they did. Us, like or anybody like a favor and that this whole shit is like over yeah like, you know what I'm saying with represent like actual representation that like cause when they got him in, when the Obama got in office man wouldn't nobody work with him yeah no they didn't nobody, want him there Congress did not you know what I'm saying what the fuck like and I and now I definitely agree about the pendulum shifting and that's you know playing on like the ignorance of of you know folks who who didn't who you know didn't really like the Obama administration, like Obamacare, like, mad. like legitimately angry, like yeah. Why are you mad? What did I say before, um, like you don't want to see me win. Yeah. And like I said, like Obama, me, you, we have four hundred years of evidence to prove why people don't want to see us win. And having Obama in the office, like he was not able to almost get anything done because it's still made the government shut down twice, I believe, when he was in presidency. Yeah, hell yeah. When is it's like yeah, it's like they were just like fuck it, we're just not gonna operate. Like so, it's like it's really that deep for y'all. Like it's you know what I'm saying, but but then again, I think it's something to evaluate the presidency from you know what I'm saying, understanding like how patriarchy and sexism plays, because like Hillary Clinton has to do things that are to avoid looking very feminine, like from the way she dresses to the way she has to stand. It's like if she cried, 
that's something that's associated as being like a girly characteristic or if you look at like she will lose <laughs> because people don't want what because the thing is like this has been ran by white male so white men so in order to like win something this you have to adapt white male characteristics so it's almost like it to be a chameleon you know what i'm saying she showed anything that people would associate as being a female other than the fact that she's actually a woman like it wouldn't fare well for her like it was this um this guy did all this research on hillary clinton and he talked to all the people who knew her and he was like trying to do it like you know people see her as cold and not uh, engaging yeah, why the fuck is being nice been ever been like it's such I mean, a it's such, such a, a downfall. Did Nixon look nice? Would he ever smile? Like exactly. Reagan? Like I I just I just hear those names and I don't see smiles. Yeah, like, no, no, no. And like, they like, weren't really like they weren't smiley type of people. But the thing is, is that if she if, if she's in a catch twenty two because if she becomes very warm and lovable and all this stuff like that, then it's like oh man, she's a woman, she's sweet, but she can't be commander in chief. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if she cries or, like I said, does anything that's associated with womanly characteristics, it's going to be like, oh, she's too emotional. She can't do this. She can't do that. But one of her main traits from everybody that that knows her, works closely with her, they all say that she listens. Like, like, it was crazy. This dude went through, like, all these people who worked with her. And I saw this thing. And they were like, oh, man, the one thing I would say about her is she actually listens. She's a really good listener. She really, like, will sit there and listen to everything you're saying. But that's something that is associated with not being an aggressive uh, trait or not being um, something that's shown of a leader. Like, people a lot of times associate leading with talking and being assertive and like these are typically oh, fucking listening like who, yeah. think about who you represent it, man and a lot of that is associated with male traits you know what I'm saying like if you had to do it on like the gender spectrum you know mm-hmm. and listening is considered more so a female passive is considered more so just because it's passive it's not really like taking the role of the aggressor but it's seen as something that's not like it's not going to appeal to people as far as being a, the, the leader of the free world, they don't want to hear that you're a listener. They want to hear, like, oh, she's a doer. She's a this. She's a that. She's going to get things done. Blah, blah, blah. And those are all important, too. But anything that's going to be associated with her femininity is almost like a negative. And she she wears pretty much wears pantsuits in almost all of her debates. I fucks with the pantsuit. I mean, I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, it's nothing wrong, but it's not like she's not coming out and... You know, dresses, her hair is not long. She doesn't wear a bang in her face. It's all combed back. Like, if you see all this stuff there, I mean, like, she doesn't look like a man. I'm not trying to say that, but there are things that are not. The- so, do you think that women would prefer to see her be, or would appreciate if she was? You know, more of a more of an effeminate energy, and or like had a balance. Like, I'm which would which her? Say, I don't. I don't know. I think that you would have to be somebody who is like can identify the fact that we live in patriarchal, patriarchal society, and I think you have to also be somebody who can understand. I don't know. Like I said, understand patriarchy and how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, because up until this point, I didn't really look at it from that perspective. It was kind of like, but it's like, duh, if white men are the people who have pretty much been like for the past, I don't know how many years this country has been independent from England, <laughs> have been running it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be things that are associated with white men that are going to get you elected because that's what people are used to. I mean, like, even like Obama, if Obama would have been like, that's why somebody like Al Sharpton or like a Jesse Jackson 
could I mean not that they weren't great people or they don't understand American politics, but they could have never been elected uh, president because they're too black. Their identity is way too black. And I'm not saying that Obama does not identify as a black man because he does, obviously, and the rest of the world identifies him as being a black man. But culturally, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't seen, in my opinion, as somebody who was, like, down for, like, a civil rights movement or down, you know what I'm saying, like, Al Sharpton is as black as they come, you know what I'm saying? From the way he wears his hair, to how he dresses, to the way he talks, but it doesn't mean that he's not intelligent and not capable. But it's something that would never get elected into as far as being a president because he does he he's not mimicking white male authority. And whereas Obama, and I don't want to say mimicking because that sounds so bad, because he was raised by a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be clear. Like, I mean, he's definitely black, and I'm not going to take anything away from his blackness. You know, I'm not going to even be like, oh, he's our first biracial president. No, he's our first black president. You know what I'm saying? And he has a black wife and a black family. But, you know, his, the way, culturally, the way he was raised was a little bit different than the typical African American experience in this country. I think that the way he was raised and the way he experienced his life are different things. His mama didn't teach him about code switching. My mama didn't teach me about it. I had to learn that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody, I don't feel like nobody's mama really say, like, look, baby, now when you're in the office, <laughs> right. like, make sure you're speaking proper, and then when you go home, you know, you be, be yourself. You. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you really wear the fucking mask. And it's just like, that's some shit that you have to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, you know, the way, he, the way he was raised definitely has an impact on who he is, but as far as how he's reacting to things that are going on I feel as though he's he's just as if not more like he, and he's you know he has like this perfect mis- this perfect mixture mm-hmm. like of, rep- of of representation is what is what I think but he's also way too he was also a little bit too equivocate like he you know but I mean I, who well, who am I to say like yeah you, dude you should have done more mm-hmm. the fuck like how do I sound like you know what yeah. I'm saying and it's just like, I think that not just not just because like we say like oh yeah no Jesse is like too too black or whatever I don't I don't really know much else like about him like that you know what I'm saying it's not that I don't think it's that he has to you know we as black people have to exactly mimic black co- mimic white culture because I mean Obama like he he did he has great amazing accomplishments but so mm-hmm. does that mean he graduated from an Ivy League school does that mean he's white like you know what I'm saying stupid silly shit like that because he's still no matter you know what he went through I think that he put his own personal spin his own mm-hmm. personal touch his own like identity on it like and that's what I don't think See, that's the thing. I feel like just because, you know, I don't think that going to like Princeton or Harvard or Yale makes you mimic, you know, white culture. I mean, you have freaking um, your bruh. What's his name? Um, uh, crazy Big Afro. Cornell West. Cornell West. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who teaches at, you know what I'm saying? At an Ivy League school who is very much so very smart very articulate man who was there still very 
culturally rooted in the fact that he's African American. I'm not saying that Obama's not. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just trying to say that somebody like a Cornell West, who is just, you know, I'm not gonna say that he's qualified because I don't know his political background. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But as far as intellect, as far as you know, smarts, as far as being able to move, like he's somebody who, you know, what I'm saying, I very well respect and who could have went down a political road, if, you know, if he wanted to, but he wouldn't. It, him being Cornell Rust the way he is right now, and granted, anybody who's going to run for president can't just be like who they naturally are. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. anybody, you know what I'm saying, black or white, you're going to have to switch that shit up. However, like him, you know, who Cornell West is as a black man and who he is culturally, it, it would never flew. It would not be able to fly, like, even if he was, as you know, if he had the same experience, whatever else, him speaking on behalf of black people and him advocating for black rights and him being culturally kind of like, I'm going to wear my hair in a big afro and I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, have this type of, I'm going to talk like this and not slang or ebonics. But just even the tone of his voice, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cornel West is a, undoubtedly not black in his skin, but black culturally. And that is something that was not, you cannot fly doing that. And I think Obama was great because you needed somebody like Obama to get into the White House. Because Cornel West is not going to get in there because he's going to talk about all the, he's going to talk about institutional he racism. He's going to talk about white folks is out of control and, you know what I'm saying, and our <laughs> 400 years of slavery. He was going to speak on that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he, his ass would never make it to a primary because he's not going to overwash or not address those issues head on. And he's going to say with, you know, he wants to say Obama was not in that space to do that if he wanted to make it in that White House. They was he's, not. Like, you he know didn't what I'm have no fucking support, man. He was not like, going to be able, like, even the way they talk about race now. That pisses me off. You know, like Hillary Clinton has, I think, a lot more space, even as a white woman, to set, come out and say things like, "Yo, institutional racism exists. It is bad. We need to do something about it." Bernie Sanders the same way, but like as far as our president, I, it's something that he had to tiptoe around and not necessarily, in my opinion, address head on because he is black. And people are like, oh, he's going to try to start a revolution and da 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, it was too much, you know? And that's what I say when I, that's what I mean when I say take, adapt a certain amount of whiteness or and it's not like I said not because we went to school like I said Cornell West is like one of the most renowned educated not just black professors or black educators educators you know what I'm saying black or white but he would his ass would never sit there and get nominated to be into the White House because he's too black they just flat out nobody would fuck with that you know what I'm saying like as many PhDs whatever else he has whereas something like Ben Carson had to pretty much emancipate himself from his cultural blackness to even be a part of the Republican Party. He can't, he wasn't talking about racism or like I mean from what I've heard about him, I'm not a scholar. I listened to you know I what I'm saying. Some of the debates and shit like that. It's sad. Yeah, no, Carson. He, he's I mean he probably had some good ideas or whatever the fuck, but he was not passionate. He he lacked like I don't yes. know. I just didn't see it in his eyes. And none of these candidates like and that was that's another thing. Like I don't see no hunger. Like, I mean, Donald Trump, yeah, he's hungry, but he's crazy. Yeah, Donald like, Trump is hungry. He wants that like, power. If Hillary could, could get some new teeth, like, I would fuck with that. Like, she was looking like George Washington shit. Like, yeah, you she was. Shit? Like, you I was shit? confused. I was like, you don't need to pay so much money. 
And I was. But I just feel like, Yo, I mean. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I just wish Hillary Clinton could be. And like I said before, with I mean, I'm painting everything with a very broad stroke because, of course, there's going to be different kind of black people, different course. kind of women. You no, know definitely. We were just talking about variations in hip hop. Yeah, but I just feel like. You know what I'm saying? She has to do these things that are very much so purposeful to hide her femininity. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why can't I just be a woman through and through? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can I not be emotional? Why can I not be sensitive? Why can I not be, you know what I'm saying? Her, all these things are associated with women seeing as negative attributes to be a leader. And I think that's fucked up. But I I don't like I don't like that you know what I'm saying why can't she cry like if Hillary Clinton cried today like she sat there and did this interview and talked while she had to hold back her tears because she would have she would have cried when she got the nomination people would have been like oh she's crying she's unstable she can't do this you know what I'm saying and it's like that's not right though people forget that these people who are doing these are great humans. things are humans too yeah like and that's another thing I'm gonna take this back to boy boy yay. He's a Yay. person, like he's a, he's a, you know what I'm saying, like and to be to be human, we're like we're spiritual beings having a human experience, like for real, man. And it's really just the more in tune, like sensitivity is is always by the public. I feel like bashed, yeah. like you know, and then you know we talk about issues in the black community, hyper masculinity, mm-hmm. and you know the whole emasculation of the black male and the black household was split and things like mm-hmm. that and you know I don't need a man and like I was having a weird discussion with somebody um, talking about how you know the issues in, in black relationships and how that stems from Same. like yeah yeah like the, the, the emasculation of the black male the independence of the black female and the unwillingness of both parties to compromise mm-hmm. like and you know but that's that's neither here nor there we were we were talking about we were talking about uh sensitivity and, mm-hmm. you know characteristics of things seeing as being weak um but yeah no i just i think that's that's bullshit like people mm-hmm. people will criticize the fuck out of anything like i've had foreigners people know like foreigners who have asked me or like I, and you know what i'm saying stuff like why is why is obama so disrespected like why people like this is man you know come for him like oh well you weren't born here how'd you get elected like you know what the fuck bro and a lot of people don't even call him president obama like i mean just it's just some of those things like small things that i notice is either like barack or obama some people might say you know the president but it's just like small things of like he's been so disrespected as being the president of the united states of america by his own people. I mean, granted, at the end of the day, I'm very thankful because he was a, you know, he had two terms. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, it was a group of people who believed in him. Yeah. They came out and supported him so strong, which, you know, if, the African American community came out to vote for him. And we came out in numbers. Man, if anything would have happened to that man, it would have been a fucking war. You understand how many pictures of Obama my grandparents have up in their house? Dude, I like, listen, it's like Martin Luther King, no, like Jesus, Martin Luther King, or Barack Obama, bruh, like, you wouldn't, no, like, it would have been, like, things would have got real, real ugly. But people knew better than to try that shit. Yeah. And that's why they put it on the law now. Yeah, yeah, they knew better. But it's just like, you know, it's one of those things to where I think that, um, the, the, some of the issues, social issues that matter most to me, and, you know, I just feel like a lot of those issues are going to take time to have to uh, 
Get better. Bless you. Excuse me. And I think that people just have to realize, like, you know. Thank you. That regardless if a candidate is talking about trying to reverse institutional racism or or like Donald Trump talking about law and order, which is very loaded statement. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, these people aren't going to be. I'm not going to say art because I don't know what they're going to do. But to me, I don't. I don't believe that they're going to be necessarily fully invested in the progression, the social progression, economic progression of African Americans in this country. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you go out to vote, like you know, what I'm saying, do what you think is going to be generally best for your money, your taxes, and your social welfare. Mm-hmm. But just know that us as a people. We have to rise each other up. We have to do that because, once again, we have 400 years of evidence showing that these white folks are not going to do that. You know, like, flat out. Like, they're just not without some type of, without some type of, like, we have to. The only reason why the Civil War, I mean, the we got the Civil Rights Act in the, in the 60s was because of, you know, the demonstrations and the fact that our country was about to fall the fuck apart because we had had enough and we were fed the fuck up. And not just black people, but other white people were too. But it's just like, that's the only reason why laws have been put in place. Was because they see that things are falling rapidly, falling apart. And what's sad is like, in this country, I think that things like, from a racial perspective, are rapidly falling apart. And if they don't do something to appease the masses of blacks that in in other people, not just black people, but people who are uncomfortable with this blatant police brutality... It's going to be more bloodshed. And I feel real bad about the cops that got killed in Dallas. Like, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? You like know, death on either side is not right. It's not right. But I believe that karma does not have to necessarily follow the laws of this land. And if you're going to continue to kill, kill, kill people, and not just like within the last two, four years, like this shit's been going on for centuries. We just got cameras now to show what's happening. Black you know what I'm saying? so tired of making their reality, of having to justify their reality yeah. to somebody else. Like, I have to put it on camera. I have to see, I have to show you black men dying painful deaths by the police to get you to believe it and a lot of you all still it's still their fault like and, and some yeah. of the shit that I heard man was just like well oh well yeah so and so should have been talking to so and so like that man and that's that I mean it's not mm-hmm. I don't know I'm not gonna call it coon shit but what I am gonna call it is not I don't know what I'm gonna call it I really I really just don't know cause it's Coonery. just yeah I mean <laughs> like oh, man really? and it's just like we're seeing the same type of brutality just in a different and that's the beast about institutions mm-hmm. the shit changes up and, and, and shit goes unnoticed and yeah. then people have to video, even people video recording this shit now and, and these guys are still walking off with like free like we're still with pay like yeah. paid leave why the fuck is being there's two routes to becoming a police officer. You take pay thirty dollars or ninety dollars, I forget which one, and then you take like a couple classes, or you go through the academy. Why the fuck is there like an mm-hmm. option? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why shouldn't everybody have to go? If everything was centralized, there wouldn't be this bullshit because most of these guys getting caught up in this bullshit are the folks who didn't go through the academy. Mm-hmm. While I still don't believe that that really makes, I mean, I believe that it makes a difference, but I still believe mm-hmm. that. That you know what I'm saying, like there could be more. There needs to be tougher laws on this. And it's a problem when you haven't tried to have people fix communities that they've never been in. 
everything. How the fuck you try to come through and create law and order in my community and you have never even lived? You don't even know what's going on, like social aid. You might not you, you might understand what's going on from a criminal perspective, but you don't even understand the ties that are going on socially within these communities and you don't care to know. And you can find that you can find crime rates on Google. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying? You know what like I mean? you know what I mean? You have to like, know and you cannot be scared of the people that you're policing. It's just not it's not a good combination and it's just you know, like I said we're saying before, it's like it's really sad what happened to those officers. But I just sit there and I think about freaking uh like let me take it to a biblical perspective when the Hebrews wanted to get free from the Egyptians. And it's uprising. You know what I'm saying? People who are enslaved or being oppressed will uprise. You know what I'm saying? And it's not right. But you can't... I cannot continue to think that I can kill a group of people and think that nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. They, I mean, I, like I said, no disrespect to people. And I'm sure the officers who died... I mean, I was very sad about that. And I'm sure the officers who died were probably great people. But you can't hide behind a blue wall of silence and justify everything that every cop does. Because if somebody is wrong... Like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm all for my black people. But if I see something that a black man is doing is wrong... I mean, you wrong, my yeah, nigga. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> flat out. Like, you're wrong. I'm not going to sit there and go to war for somebody that's like... I see some shit like, yo, nigga, like, what's this? You put your hands on the cop? Yeah, you're not right. Like, and I'm not going to come out and march for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not right. But I can't come out and say that. But cops will never come out and just be like, yo, what that officer did was inappropriate and it was not right and it was wrong. Because now you guys are all being lumped into the same category. So, therefore, like, you might not pull the trigger, but now you got to pay for your homeboy sins. Because, like, you're standing behind that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because you're the boys. Like, and you won't come out and speak against it. I had a very disturbing, like, conversation. Like, it was, uh, it was talking about, you know, with, with the Blue Lives Matter thing. Yeah, I rolled my eyes too. But the thing is that these alternate hashtags, these alternate funds, these organizations are coming out of, you know, these are being funded by out of nowhere. We know where they come, where it's coming from. But it's just like, once again, you have to sit there and prove your reality. You, just, you have to justify your reality to somebody. And then at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, well, Black Lives Matter it's not like out to take over the world. Black Lives Matter. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. It's not out to. Why are you, know you so threatened? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're threatened by what they don't understand. The motherfuckers don't even want to ask. Yeah, like, no, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you said, in number one is like it's just a way to try to silence Black Lives Matter. Number two, where was All Lives Matter um, in the 20s when the research of the KKK happened? Where was All Lives Matter when Emmett Till died? Oh, there wasn't no Twitter boom. Right. Where was All, where was all Lives Matter? I'm just saying everybody's adapting this All Lives Matter, but this whole All Lives Matter thing was still as a direct, indirect opposition to Black Lives Matter. And some people might not say that as a direct opposition, but no, this came as a way to silence Black Lives Matter. Somebody came out and said, well, not only Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And it's a way the silence uh, was going on in this country with black individuals. Because if all lives have fucking mattered, then my nigga, like, we wouldn't be where we at right now. If everybody leaves all lives matter. But it's just one of those things. It's it's fucked up because it's, you know, um, like, black children are are tended to be seen as a lot older. Like, when um, the young boy that died up in Cleveland. Yeah, Tamir. Tamir Rice. He got shot. And he was described by the operator on the operator on the tape as being a twenty-year-old man. <laughs> he he blatantly to me looked like a child. 
even in the video, I'm like, how could you even mistake him for that? But young black kids are definitely seen as more being more deviant and more adult. Like, even that young girl who sat there and got slammed at the pool in her swimsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact these are that you slamming a female is like enough for me to get like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's a child. And and it's a child too. Like, yeah. that's, like it's like you know, and you 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 feel like this is okay. You feel like that you that for some reason black lives are not as valuable because before you pull a trigger and you kill a white man as a white cop, I think they think things through. Like this is a person. But you, and the thing is, what other minorities don't understand is like at one point in this time in this country, we were three fifths of a person, and it's like this this the laws in this country was built in direct opposition to the equality and the freedom of black individuals. So regardless of however free minded or whatever you're thinking, that this is in our history and a lot of people, this is in their families. And this is ideology that's being passed down and taught. And even if you feel like you're like, oh, I'm free of that, you can still have implicit bias. So like as a cop, you can sit there. If I, if I see a black man coming, I might not think I'm racist but that's going to make me a lot more nervous if I see a white man coming. Which then if I'm scared and I have a gun, I'm going to act in ways I probably norm- wouldn't normally act. And Mike Pence tried to argue that there was, there's no such thing as implicit bias in cops. Like, and that just really just pissed me off because it's just like, Mike Pence, where do you live? Indiana. <laughs> he not from Northwest Indiana. He wouldn't. He wouldn't bring. He wouldn't bring that shit to the region. Like he, he would not. Indiana, <laughs> where you from? He, yeah, man. He knows better. Yeah, no. Too many, too many blacks, Mexicans, and Slovaks. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like you know. I don't know, man. It's you know we're in very uncomfortable times. However, just like other ways in this country. Things come from it, and I just hope that we as African Americans cannot just make a whole bunch of noise, but we can get things done. Because Black Lives Matter right now, like, I mean, granted, I'm not going to say the movement. I'm not going to say that, because I don't know. But I think that uh, right now a lot of noise is being made, but we need legislation to come through. We need another Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. Thurgood, that man put in an unbelievable, like, unprecedented amount of work. There's a book out about like all the things that really? he's done yes my mom was reading it and she was telling me yeah I, I do too like i had a mm-hmm. and it was just like about all the things that like he helped construct and like mm-hmm. he built from the ground you know what i'm saying and it's just like how much work it did on the legal field because it, it you know there's two playing fields mm-hmm. like you know the world is three-dimensional like or whatever mm-hmm. so there's multiple levels to this shit and like social media purely is only through awareness yeah oh the stupidest motherfucker could sound intelligent on social media mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying the mm-hmm. most uneducated like everybody has their opinions it's just an opinion bucket yeah like honestly it's a message board yeah there needs to be legislation there needs to mm-hmm. be you know well continued legislation I know like on a local level like mm-hmm. people are doing things and that's great and that's wonderful mm-hmm. you know continue to do you continue to flourish man and I support that but what I can't like support is just being like you know what I'm saying I don't know man people just if you believe in giving back, mm. then, like, what are you doing to contribute? Like, if you're complaining, like, what yeah. are you doing to contribute? Yeah, I mean, I... I raise awareness. Like I said, like, a call, nothing will should never be... Doing nothing should never be a call to action. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. if you really sit there and you evaluate what you're doing, even to me, like, even if you're a person who's like, I'm too busy, I can't make it, cut a check. 
Your ass can get on your PayPal and send some paper to Black Lives Matter. You can send some paper to your local NAACP. You can send some paper to your Boys and Girls Club. That's going to continue to fund the things that are in place to support black people. If you can't go out and do shit else, if your ass can't even cut a check, then you need to be up and being active. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that bothers me. Because it's like everybody's over here like, oh, yeah. Because I was talking to people. Well, I put on my message board called Facebook. <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? We keep on saying all these things are happening. It's like, what are we going to do? And I just sit there and I think like this one girl was like, yeah, I'm going to start a, a a project for young girls. So that that it was something. And I was like, that's cool. But do you understand how many um, projects and how many things are already put into place for young women? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm going to start a mentorship program. You know how many mentorship programs are already established at the Boys and Girls Club that are looking for people to be mentors? Yeah. Especially young 20, you know, something-year-old women to be mentors yeah. to younger teenage girls. Like, all this shit is put into place. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, you might do something a little bit different trying to make it more hip or more young or more, you know, something. for, like, whatever else. But ain't nothing new under the sun. Like, get out and volunteer with places that are already have these things in place. Support, you know what I'm saying? Support your NAACP chapter. Support your Boys and Girls Clubs. Support your wives. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these things that are already put into place for young minority people. And it's just like, you ain't got to start no new shit, boo. It's already there. Yeah. Just go out and be a part of it. And if there's something that you want to change in it, then see if they give you whoever's in charge, gives you the space to kind of say, yo, I was thinking about doing this. I think it might relate to the kids better. Or I was thinking about doing this. I think it might be more effective. And if they're not trying to hear you, then of course, you know what I'm saying? You might want to do your own thing. But it's like so many people are just so ready to start their own shit. But it's like, y'all, like we got it. Like this shit is put in place. Just go out and actually volunteer, my nigga. Just go out and actually give a piece of your life away to to uh, to pour into a younger person. Like, so do you, that. So you said silence isn't a call to action? Or? No, I said doing nothing. Doing nothing. Okay, it's so, never been a call to action. So, so let me play a little devil's advocate here. Yeah. Because I was having a discussion with some of my close associates and we were talking about, like, knowing your role. Right. And how do you truly be, like, active and involved if you don't necessarily know your role? There's a lot of people, and there's, and this is a lot of what I'm seeing, uh, a lot of people are coming out of college mm-hmm. and not knowing what they really want to do with life. Um, and they're trying to find themselves. A lot of people are caught up in the system trying to find themselves. So with all of this, like, overlapping and overlay, like, somebody who wants to truly do something great, like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, that that is... Like, what am I trying to say? That not, I want to say that not knowing your role plays a crucial part in, in me not being able to blame you for your inability to act. Does that make sense? That makes sense. But the thing is, we're all a part of like, okay, so I might not know my role yet. Uh-huh. I might be like, you know, like for instance, like I'm gonna try like as a team, right? Mm-hmm. I I made the team because you know, let's say not not like professional, but let's just say like you know, we're we're young kids, right? Yeah. So it's like I might not know if I'm a forward, if I am a guard, if I'm you know a shooting guard, you know center, but I know I like basketball. You know what I'm saying? So what am I going to do? I'm going to take an interest in basketball, and I'm going to be a part of the team. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I might not be the scorer. I'm not my. I might not be a starter. I might not. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still trying to find my footing. But I know that this is something that I want to do. Like I have an awareness enough to know I want to be on the team. So even if my part on the team is to encourage people, even if my part on the team is just to really sit down and just learn from the guys that are out there scoring our points and and moving the team forward. Mm-hmm. It, even if that's my role on the team, I'm still on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then eventually I want to advance to like, you know, to to varsity, to the pros, what the fuck ever, to starting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as a as a young person or as a person, I just realized that's something I wanted to do. I just feel like not having action is not an it's an excuse. If you're unless you're just not an aware person. If you're an aware person and you realize the stuff is going on and you have the audacity to lift up a finger to type something on a social media platform, but you're not in a state of okay, I'm going to give back. Raising awareness on the internet is dead. There's enough awareness. So it's like what are we going to do now? You know what I'm saying? What are you gonna do? I don't care. I don't really know my role as far as like I'm not necessarily a protester. I wouldn't necessarily say that's my role. I'm not necessarily I don't have enough money just to write a check. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, oh, I definitely want to try to, you know, minister to the youth. I'm not in a space of like, yo, I'm going to boycott white establishments. I mean, I tried to do that, but then it's like, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I wasn't really effective because I'm like, okay, I need this. I need that. I need it conveniently. You know what I'm saying? Who do I know black makes this conveniently that I need it tonight? You know what I'm saying? So then I ended up taking that late night trip to Target and I said I wasn't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like all these things. It's like, what can you do? But if you just have an interest, if it's like literally I'm just, I as a young black woman, I don't even know myself all the way. I'm still learning that. But I know, I understand oppression and I understand what the fuck is going on. I understand that it's not cool. If you're educated, Mm -hmm. then you still have a responsibility. Then you have a responsibility. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle your social responsibility? And either you can just throw it away, clean your hands of it, and be done with it. But don't say shit. When your white co-workers over here typing up white emails about you and making white meetings about the shit that you're not handling, now you're like, oh, it's because I'm black. They out here coming for me, da 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 all this other shit. But you don't want to do nothing to empower yourself or empower your people. And I'm just not with that. And like I said before, I am like, I don't want no, by no means, am I in the front lines? Am I organizing meetings? I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be, I have to be honest. I'm not going to be the person that's like, yo, hit up everybody in my phone. Let's have, let's have a meeting in my house tonight to discuss like what's going on in the black community. That's not me. You know what I'm saying? But I'll show up. I'll talk. I'll try to see like, yo, what can I do, you know what I'm saying, to try to make a small impact? Even though it might be small, I mean, I work 70 hours a week, you know, I don't really have that much free time. But what can I do to actually stand behind something I believe in? And that's what people don't do. People don't stand behind things they believe in. They talk about what they believe in. Them. You know how many people out here who uh, are talking about they're going to vote for Hillary? Or like, and there's a lot of people who are out here who are proudly voting for Hillary. Ask me how many motherfuckers have campaigned, woke up on a Saturday morning to go knock on people's doors to Kansas. You know what I'm saying? Ask how many people talk about how much stuff they, they want to do. Oh, yeah, I want to be a rapper. I want to be a music journalist. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then you sit there and like, how many weekends have you spent actually journaling? How many, you know, free times have you spent actually writing? You don't actually want to do shit. People. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't. Like, there's no way. Because in order to want to do something, you make a sacrifice for it. 
And if yeah. you won't sacrifice like a small portion of your life to something that you say is your dream or something that you want to see happen, you don't. You're so, just talking. So do you think this generation is too selfish? Like because everything is changing now. Like the same bullshit is like evolving into like into, you know, um, oppression through legal inaction, action, inaction now. Like with people dying all the time, like over dumb shit. Like, do you think that there aren't enough of, peop- of people our age, like truly supporting the cause, or just taking the social media to raise the awareness? Yeah, well, because, like, I think it's a whole bunch of people who take social media to wear- raise awareness. Don't get me wrong. I think raising awareness is great. I think that social media is something that's very valuable in that. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you can hashtag Black Lives Matter, BLM, and you know what I'm saying? Feel like you're a part of that movement. But that's the thing. I think it makes people feel like they're a part of some shit that they're not actually a part of. And that's the problem. So then it's like, if I can sit here and tweet this out and say this, then I am for it. I'm a hotep. I'm for the movement. I'm down. But in reality, when you start checking your receipts, you're not. You know, and I think that social media in a lot of different ways has been able to blur the lines between reality and in fiction. I mean, we can go from catfishing people to being wow. a part of a movement, you know what I'm saying, to being saying, I am a rapper, but you don't even have a SoundCloud to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, these yeah, are things, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, exactly. But <laughs> we're the link. Like, I am this or I am that. I, you know what I'm saying? And it's allowed people that opportunity to blur those lines into being who you want to be versus being who you are. Supporting the shit without the sweat and tears. Mm-hmm. So I have the space now to say I'm part of the Black Lives Matter movement. To you know what I'm saying? Go in on white people to say what's the da, 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 da. <laughs> but I don't actually take that space and use it to something that's beneficial. Back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, you couldn't raise awareness, but on the other end, you couldn't really purpose it because if you wasn't at that basement meeting at uh, Methodist. But through the Baptist Church, well, Martin Luther King in Alabama, you wasn't about you wasn't shit. about it. You wasn't about the shit. You wasn't about it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just flat out. You couldn't park like you was about. You wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? If you was tore up in the face, you didn't have Instagram or Facebook to try to throw a filter on it, and then use somebody else's picture to try to catfish somebody. You was just met. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have the space to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm working on my, uh, I'm working, like I said, I'm working on my mixtape. It's about to drop. <laughs> and then not actually working on mixtape, bro. Like, super hot fire. Exactly. If you was James Brown, you was just in the studio recording on vinyl, trying to hope, hopefully try to sell your CD and make come Georgia to somebody who's going to buy it. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Real. Like, this is like, and it's just one of those things that you have to, um, see how you can use social media. I think in anything in today's day and age, you gotta use it for what you can get out of it. And I think that that's great because it does raise awareness and I think it allows for a lot of people around the world and a lot of different types of people to be involved. But, you know, I think people can just as easy to perk. Yeah, no, it's definitely easy to perp, man, because there's no, it's, you know, it's low risk, mm-hmm. like no low, yeah. low risk, high reward. You can get those retweets, those likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think a lot of people just so basically a lot of people are um, are 
mistaking reality versus fantasy in the fact that they are not, you know, to be truly involved in a cause that you have to be, um, you have to have, you have to risk something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, wow, that is important. Idealism versus actualism. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Facebook allows for a lot of ideas to be spread. And not just Facebook, all this shit <laughs> allows for a lot of ideas to be spread. But you got to check people's receipts, man. That's what I tell people. Check their receipts. Like, and somebody say they out here working. And granted, sometimes it takes some people longer to work than others. But check. People won't have small victories. I don't care if somebody's an event promoter. And the first event they ever threw, only 30 people came out. Well, shit, they technically already been promoter. They're just starting out. But, like, check the receipts versus somebody who said they going, they're going to do something and they never do it. Yeah. You know? It's a lot easier to say what you're going to do. And That's the worst kind of fucking person. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, when you think about it, failure, I think people just are really scared to admit that they failed. And especially because now the failure can be broadcasted on such a big, you know, platform. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can go someplace like, this shit's whack. Take a picture of it and be hella empty or some shit. And then, like, Paul, you know, hopefully they wouldn't do that. You know, I'm just saying that I just think that, and, you know, it's one of those things that you got to have courage, man. I think it all comes down to having courage and knowing oneself and being able to establish your own self-worth. Knowing enough about oneself to be, to be able to, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. That you know the, the conversation was insightful. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you you know had a few good chuckles, uh, shared some common beliefs. You know, you formed beliefs of your own. Um, and yeah, hell, even if you have some disagreeing beliefs, please share them. Um, I'm try to like be a student of perspective and whatever. Um, it's, it's good to to know things. It's good to be able to ask the proper questions. Um, so. I wanted to absolutely correct myself on saying that a corporate clackback um, was basically the, uh, that was episode, episode, yeah, that, that was episode 38. So corporate clapback was episode 38. And then in between that, I had a bits and bites segment. So the bits and bites segment probably got confused for episode 38, 39, but you know, this, this is episode 39. Thank you for tuning in. Questions, please send them to me. I am cooking up another one's gotta go that I think you all will love. Um, so you know, watch your friends and family turn against you as we fight for the right to be able to speak our opinions and argue with niggas who don't agree with us too. And uh, we seem to have a lot of fun doing that. So um, until next time, uh, again, shout out to Kay for attending. Um, thank you, listeners, first time listeners, last time listeners. And any folks, any faction in between, um, I love you. I want to see you do well. And I uh, hope you crush it. So, so let's get it, y'all. Yeah.